0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at vibonomics.com. And
1: now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz.
0: All right, let's rock and roll uh, with America's favorite public affairs radio show, The Adam Ritz Show. I'm your host, Adam Ritz. Jay Baker joining me on the telephone. Hey, Jay, how are you?
1: I am doing great, Adam. I hope you are too.
0: We are post-Labor Day. Uh, Just a few more days of summer left before we head into the fall. And I wanted to start with a little Labor Day tradition that is now going to become a fall tradition. I'm sure you remember watching the Jerry Lewis telethon every single Labor Day weekend growing up.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was a tradition.
0: And, uh, you know, my kids today and the younger generation, they just, that's part of pulp culture. They, they missed out on, they will never understand what it was like to watch the, uh, the Jerry Lewis MDA telethon. I mean, it was pretty much, wasn't it all weekend long? It was the entire weekend.
1: Yeah, it would go the entire weekend. And I think Jerry... You know, like the total amount of television time Jerry was on TV for at least like 28 hours. He'd be a little jangly at the end.
0: Yeah, you know, at the beginning he'd be uh, he'd look like James Bond with a tuxedo on, and by the end of the yeah. show, three days later, the uh, the the bow ties unbuttoned. There's three buttons undone on his shirt. The jacket's <laughs> off. The sleeves are rolled up. Uh, yeah, that was such a tradition. I mean, I remember. Um, family reunions on labor day weekend and we'd be in the hotel room getting ready for the you know the family dinner uh, and I don't I don't just mean a get together with with my cousins I mean we had a major uh family wide country wide family reunion that was every labor day weekend with third and fourth cousins, cousins great aunts great uncles people that you only saw once a year and uh in the hotel Growing, I mean, I remember this language was yesterday. We'd have, there'd be preseason NFL football and right. the Jerry Lewis telethon was always on the television the entire weekend.
1: Well, you know, it was an undeniable part of uh, American fabric. And as you said, every year you could depend on it.
0: And they'd have entertainment. You know, you'd have uh, the big stars. You'd have uh uh, you know, Robert Wagner roll out. Sure. <laughs> you'd have Carol Channing. You'd, you'd and have
1: Tom Jones sing yeah. a few songs. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, Kenny Rogers. And maybe if you flipped on the <laughs> Jerry Lewis telethon at, at 3 or 4 in the morning, that's when there'd be a really bad magician or a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Just anybody they could get.
1: Somebody that was uh, trying to break in to the upper tier of the show business world.
0: Well, I bring it up because not only did we just have uh, Labor Day, uh, but they're bringing back the MDA Telethon, and it's going to be in October uh, with a new host. Once a Labor Day weekend tradition, the Telethon uh, is coming back October 24th to raise money for the Muscular Dystrophy Association uh, with a new partnership with a charity called Help from the Heart, run by comedian Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart will be the new host of the uh, MDA Telethon, which is going to take place now uh, every year in late October. This year, October 24th. It is not a two, three-day event. It is a a two-hour show, uh, and it's going to be known as the MDA Kevin Hart Kids Telethon a charity organization founded by Hart that focuses on social education and health efforts in underserved communities, and it provides scholarships and vocational training. So uh, it's going to be a great uh, new tradition for the new generation. Kevin Hart, well-loved by everyone. Uh, The Jumanji films are are some of my kids' and mine's favorite movies. Uh, I don't know if he's made a bad movie, has he?
1: No, he and most of his movies are insanely funny as well.
0: He's uh, super funny, super uh, full of energy and personality, and uh, I think that's going to be two hours worth watching. And uh, more importantly, uh, a great cause to help support the Muscular Dystrophy Association. For more information, just Google Kevin Hart, MDA Telethon, and you'll find out more about it. Uh, where it airs, when it airs on October 24th. And I'm sure uh, I'll do a follow-up report on this, too, as we get closer to that date. Good. All right. Also, uh, uh, the summer, uh, almost over. Uh, Labor Day certainly has come and gone, which means summer's almost over. Uh, and a lot of people were talking about how it was the uh, the worst summer ever uh, with COVID-19 and everything else going on. Uh, but... Uh, When you really ask Americans if it was the worst summer ever, only 16% of Americans would describe their summer uh, as a good one, while two thirds are either calling 2020 a bad summer or the worst ever. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) So, so when you really, uh, I don't know if I did that math right, when you really look at the numbers, 67% are calling it either uh, a bad summer or the worst ever. 67% of these Americans polled are calling uh, the summer of 2020 not all that good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I could uh, see how they might come up with that. Uh,
0: I'll still argue. I just want to be uh, a little optimistic uh, and say that uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my kids, especially during a time in their life when maybe I wouldn't get to see them that much. They're young adults. Uh, and I got to save a lot of money on not traveling. So I got a new kitchen. So, uh, I know see, if, there if, you go. the summer of 2020 never happened, uh, there's no way I'd have a new kitchen. Uh, and I wouldn't have spent this much time with my kids. So uh, I guess it's uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder on how you look at the, the summer of 2020 and whether or not it was a good one for you. How do you rank it, uh, Jay, for you?
1: You know, I rank it as not quite so bad. There was some adaptation and some adoption of things. Uh, You know, I work from home quite a bit, and I'm just not a fan of working from home, but I slowly but surely grew into that. So, yeah, I could understand where people would just go, you know, expletive deleted. It was a terrible summer. But, you know, quite frankly, I think it kind of became you know, it became an adjustment for people. And I do know people being very frustrated. Uh, but I would only go so low as to say it was a C minus. Hey, it was still summer. I mean, would you not agree that summer's great? You don't have to wear a coat. You just, you know, you just walk right outside. And unless it's pouring down rain, you yeah. hop in your car and you go drive. Yeah, That's
0: a great point. I mean, maybe maybe the summer of 2020, Was better, still better than the best winter ever. Uh, (laughs) See, there you go. Because it wasn't 12 degrees outside. Uh, you know, I I'm gonna be on record right now and just say we're not even to fall yet, but I'll say I'll be one of the Americans to say this is the worst fall ever because there's no Big <laughs> Ten football,
1: no Big I Ten
0: foot, the football season I is shortened know. and or uh, deleted completely, and uh, I'm gonna say this is the the worst autumn uh, I've ever seen.
1: Have have you noticed though? Fall tends to be a lot of people's favorite season, so maybe just having fall arrive will make everybody feel better. There is that chance.
0: No, yeah, you know the the changing of the seasons, uh, some fall foliage, uh, a chance to put on a new sweater, uh, change your wardrobe out a little bit. Uh, maybe even buy something to add to your new fall wardrobe. Yeah, you know it's uh it could be a good season. Um, yeah. I was joking with a buddy of mine. Uh, have you heard all about this Cobra Kai uh,
1: Netflix series? Oh yeah, I mean people are pumped about it, and it, apparently it was created by huge fans of the show. So their their treatment of it is like spectacular.
0: Well, we could we could do a whole five hour podcast on. Cobra Kai, the series, and uh, for our listeners that have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I binged it with my kids over Labor Day weekend. I watched 20 hours of this uh, almost all at once. I loved it. And it occurred to me that uh, the Big Ten and the Southeastern Conference, if, mm-hmm. if both those football conferences were in the series uh, Cobra Kai, then you'd have to say that the Big Ten is Miyagi-Doe. And the Southeastern <laughs> Conference is Cobra Kai.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with you, you know, on
0: Miyagi-Do that. Miyagi-Do is a little more compassionate, uh, more yeah. not about offending uh, the athletes. So It's more about self-defense and not getting in a fight. And Cobra Kai is about, you know, kicking butt. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, the Big Ten is Miyagi-Do and... Uh, the Southeastern Conference's Cobra Kai. All right, Jay Baker, uh, this show is underwritten today by our friends at Vibonomics, and you can learn more about them at vibonomics.com, an audio software advertising platform uh, providing music, contemporary hit music, uh, licensed music, and voiceover messages and advertisements in retail spaces across the country. We have a link to their website on our website, which is easier to remember. It is adamritzshow.com. Uh, are you Miyagi Do or Cobra Kai? I think I'm kind of Cobra Kai. You are a butt kicker. <laughs> I'm just
1: that kind of guy.
0: <laughs> you're the you're the gray haired Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> did, have you did you watch the show?
1: I have watched uh, the first three episodes, so I'm getting ready to really really take the plunge here.
0: Okay, so you know how good it is.
1: Oh, it's excellent. And I think that, you know, it's things that you and I've talked about. Uh, When you talk about franchises, you really have to have good stewards of that franchise. Like if you've got Terminator up and running, you don't just suddenly make a horrendous Terminator film just because you were in a hurry. You have to, you know, adhere to the craft. And that's what's cool about this. They took basically a film that probably wasn't expected to do that great but then it became a cultural icon film and would you not agree that you know just the phraseology you know wax on wax off was just part and parcel of, of language
0: oh for sure yeah the karate kid 1984 that film uh, a huge part of american pop culture and uh this series Cobra Kai. It picks up uh, with the main characters, Johnny Lawrence and uh, Daniel LaRusso in their, you know, current age, mid-50s uh, in Southern California, in the Valley, and what their lives sort of would have ended up like. And uh, it, it is amazing. It is amazingly well done. I highly recommend it to anybody, especially if you are uh, a child of the 80s and you grew up watching that movie. Uh, some of the references and callbacks to the original m- movie are, are through the roof. It, it's just a fun uh, a fun thing to watch. And I can't wait for season three. Here's one of my goals. Uh, I, I want to the, – the blonde-haired gentleman that played uh, Johnny Lawrence, the bad guy, who kind of got pigeonholed uh, as an actor as just playing a bad guy because he was also a bad guy in Roddy Dangerfield's Back to School. Right. Uh, he played a, a similar character, a blonde-haired bad kid in uh, a, a, an 80s teen – comedy called just One of the Guys. Uh, so he was certainly um, typecast as just a bad guy and uh, here we are for 30, 40 years later he's 55 years old and he's a pretty good actor. I mean he does a great job in this in this role and then in, in this series. I want to see if he's got any connections his name's William Zabka if he's got any uh, foundations or charities he's associated with because I'd like to interview him on this program. Uh, about those charities and foundations. I, I'm sure he's yeah. involved with something and, and we need to keep this public affairs. We can talk about his charities uh, and then get right into the Johnny Lawrence character.
1: <laughs> no, I you're absolutely right and sometimes you always wonder about, especially if somebody gets sort of typecast what are they like in real life. you know like if I met Bruce Willis right now, I would expect him to be like the last 10 roles where he would just kick butt immediately. He's maybe the nicest, soft-spoken guy in the world, but I don't know. You know, I haven't talked to him.
0: Well, I've heard that uh, William Zabka is one of the nicest guys you'll ever talk to because he uh, either subconsciously or consciously knows he has to battle your initial uh, impression of him. When you meet him, you're going to think he's a jerk just because every time you've seen him on screen, he's a jerk.
1: Yeah, great point. <laughs> so
0: he's like, no, 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 that's not me. I was acting. I'm really a nice guy. So we're <laughs> going to try to get William Zabka from Cobra Kai uh, on this program. I'm I actually going to try.
1: Idea. And pre-Cobra Kai, I would have joked that, well, I'm sure his schedule is very open right now. But I bet since Cobra Kai, it's closed up a little bit. I, it's a pretty popular show.
0: You'll see him on uh, on the late night talk shows. I mean, he's got to be one of the most popular uh, actors at least for the moment, uh, in Hollywood, because of the success of this show, it is the number one show uh, on Netflix, the most watched, and most downloaded, and most streamed.
1: That is a pandemic thing that we've noticed as well. Have you noticed that uh, certain films, certain shows, now take on some new importance because we we don't we're not able to go places, so all of a sudden these become events.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: For sure, absolutely. In fact, I was going to ask you. I know you're kind of a Disney Plus guy. I have become a Disney Plus guy as well. What did you think of Mulan? Well, I'll
0: tell you, I'm more uh, Cobra Kai than Disney Plus.
1: Okay, no, I understand <laughs> um, completely. Uh,
0: I, I, you, I didn't see Mulan. Did you see it? No,
1: oh, I, no, I haven't either. I, you usually are so mr disney i somewhat made an assumption that you would have seen mulan well
0: you know if it was four years ago i would have because my daughters would have been in the right age that we would have been right. fir- one of the first people's families to stream that uh but they're both off in college now and i'm in uh i'm an empty nester and i didn't really i didn't log on to watch mulan yet uh, maybe when they come home for a uh, thanksgiving break we'll watch it in fact i guarantee you we'll watch it over thanksgiving break
1: the reason why I brought up Disney Plus is with Disney Plus, there's a couple of kind of fun things you can do, one of which it's been a long time for me personally uh, seeing the Star Wars films. And of course, as you know, Star Wars famously, the first three films, then they had the prequels and the sequels. Well, with Disney Plus now, you can watch them in their chronological order, which is kind of an interesting way. Now, of course, it. If you watch it in the chronological order, it does remove the big reveal. Sure. Uh, You know, we've talked about that, and we don't want to be anybody's spoilers if you haven't seen any of the films. But I thought that was kind of cool. I actually started watching Star Wars in chronological order.
0: Well, let me ask you then, have you seen the film called Rogue One?
1: I have, but it's been a while.
0: It's a Star Wars movie. And in the timeline, it happens right before A New Hope, which was the uh, the original uh, movie yes. that came out in nineteen seventy seven. So that was really part four. Um, but that's my favorite thing to do in the Star Wars universe is watch Rogue One, and then immediately after, watch Star Wars A New Hope. They they oh okay. I mean the uh, Rogue One it ends literally seconds before uh, A New Hope begins. So the, it's like watching a, a one large four-hour Star Wars movie.
1: Well, and you've talked about, two films that seem so perfectly, and I use the word seem as S-C-A-M, uh, and your example of this was John Wick. Yep. If watched in order, it is like watching this epic John Wick movie by watching one two and three and if we talked on the show is a john wick four ever gonna happen do we know
0: i haven't heard but i would have to believe they would be stupid not to have a fourth one because the first three were were cash cows and i would oh my I'll, goodness I'll, yeah i will pay 30 bucks right now to watch the fourth one stream in my on netflix or whatever
1: well, and I feel so bad. I was very judgmental of John Wick. I accidentally saw one of the films exactly in the middle, about 20 minutes worth of it. I was at a friend's house and I thought this is an absurd level of violence. This can't be a good film. But then when you realize you put it in perspective and you go, oh, I see why that scene was the way it was. Shouldn't have ever been seen out of context. But I still think John Wick is absolutely terrific. The other thing you can do with Disney Plus, of course, is the Marvel Comics Universe. Uh, You were the one that uh, taught me that there is an actual order to the films. Yeah. And I thought that that really was a real eye opener. And you can look this up, uh, do an Internet search on Marvel Comics Universe uh, movie order. And uh, if you if you have Disney Plus, you can really treat yourself. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and just for example, um, for our friends listening that aren't familiar with uh, how those movies were produced, uh, and this is just a layman's description off the top of my head. Um, Tony Stark, um, Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark, who is Iron Man. That right. movie, that was the the. One of the—that's really the reason why the Marvel Universe is what it is, because that movie was so strong and so popular. And it came out, I believe, in two thousand eight. Um, it wasn't until uh, much later that they made uh, with Chris Evans the uh, Captain America movie, uh, right? And then one of the last movies they made was Captain Marvel with uh, the young blonde woman. Uh, is it Brie?
1: Brie, uh, Brie Olson, uh, Brie. She, uh,
0: she was also in the, Infinity War and Endgame movies, which came out okay. before Captain America. So Captain America was, or I'm sorry, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. So, uh, those, those were sort of the chronological orders of how those three movies were released in real time, 2008. And then let's say, uh, Captain America in 2012 and then Captain Marvel in 2018 uh, or 19. Um, but when you look at the, when you watch those movies in order of how they exist in a real timeline of the Marvel universe, Captain Marvel, I'm sorry, I'm getting my captains mixed up here. Captain, (laughs) it's Captain America. That was the first movie because it takes place during World War II in the 1940s. Correct. Then, uh, the next movie you would watch is Captain Marvel because that takes place in the 1990s. Then you would watch Iron Man, which takes place, you know, circa 2000s. So it's neat to see how uh, how these characters exist in in the Marvel Universe timeline, uh, because they really do a great job storytelling on how all these characters really do exist in their timeline, not ours.
1: Well, I owe uh, a note of gratitude to you because I told you that almost purely accidentally the very first Marvel Universe movie that I saw was the Avengers Age of Ultron, which kind of sits in the middle of the arc. So in a strange way, uh, you're better off starting off, as you said, with Captain America, the first Avenger, and then kind of working your way from there. And then I've... I saw on the list, uh, supposedly Spider-Man Far From Home sort of completes the list. Is that accurate?
0: That, you know, you could be right. I uh, I sort of forgot the list after I saw Endgame because I just felt like the Endgame right. sort of closed the book on uh, on that universe. And now Actually, I've watched the the new Spider-Man movies are just, to me, they're just Spider-Man movies. I know they do right. exist within the timeline and the... And boy, we're really geeking out here on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, <laughs> there are certainly people that know more than we do, uh, i.e., bigger geeks that know exactly. Um, oh yes, what where Spider-Man fits in this <laughs> universe, and what the, and what timeline, what alternate timeline? There are there's alternate universes and uh, dimensions.
1: He, he had borrowed some money from Tony Stark, and that was back to. <laughs> Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure. Well, this weekend, Adam, the NFL returns. And that's good news for a lot of people that are missing football. Here's kind of an interesting side note. Uh, a team that is uh, favored to win the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers, will be hosting Arizona at home. And, of course, we've said this has been an exceedingly odd summer there's an orange smoke uh, covering over much of the greater San Francisco area due to California wildfires.
0: I, I did see those pictures. They were crazy at, at sunrise with the smoke and the orange sky. Very, yeah, very bright orange.
1: It is wild. So it'll be interesting to see if that game can be played. Uh Now, of course, uh, as you look at the NFL, Kansas City is favored to win the Super Bowl again, along with the Ravens and the 49ers. But this is always interesting because sports gambling now has been approved in many states. The team that is garnering the most interest for the Super Bowl, and of course, we're a long way away from that, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: You know, I was going to guess, almost half-jokingly, Tampa Bay, because of Tom Brady, but I honestly have no idea who else uh, Tampa made a play for as far as free agents. I mean, what are some other big names on that team?
1: Well, they added Leonard Fournette, and he was not a super popular player, but is also a very talented running back, and he is joining a Pro Bowl running back whose name just escaped my mind here that got added to the backfield of Tampa Bay and of course uh, Gronkowski the famous tight end uh, exits New England and now he's playing for Tampa Bay so Tampa Bay uh, is stocking up as we like to say
0: I had no idea Gronk was, Gronk. was back in the league let alone uh, playing uh, and on Tampa Bay's team had no where have I been how am I not how did I, I not I see know. that I blame you for not emailing me well, and saying did I you hear have, about Gronk
1: should have told you Gronk the world's first caveman who is currently playing football.
0: Yeah. He's well, always a be lot of fun to watch. Fun to watch for sure.
1: Now, uh, looking up uh, at some of our other pandemic issues, Lego sales are up 14% because people are at home more and want a little activity. Adults love Legos. Kids love Legos. And uh, sales reflect that.
0: Yeah, that's that makes sense for sure.
1: This is kind of cool. Uh, Amazon, who famously said a few years back, we would love to get so into delivery that we could actually use a drone to drop a package off from our warehouse to your front step, just recently got FAA approval to do some flight testing with those drones. So if you live within 30 minutes of an Amazon facility, your package might be delivered via a drone
0: that is uh that's some future right there that's that is really futuristic something. that's jetsons that's some yeah uh, you know that's that's uh back to the future part seven uh, they
1: actually <laughs> i know it's unbelievable they've actually tested a drone that can fly up to 15 miles and carry a five pound package and that's really that's a pretty capable machine because remember uh, you know, you can't conceptualize what a drone can do until you actually see one working. Famously, uh, a, a pizza company in San Francisco actually delivered pizzas for a brief time using drones until the government said, we're not real comfy with flying pizza boxes
0: <laughs> potentially
1: yeah. too close to an airport.
0: So there's a five pound limit. That's that's not going to help yeah. me. I I mean I order a lot of heavy
1: stuff. Sure, but think <laughs> about that. If you ordered a four pound package and you were less than thirty minutes away, you could uh-huh. conceivably look out your front door and voila, okay. a little robotic drone is delivering your package.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see how it uh, del- how it actually deploys the f- the final. Does the drone just land on your porch and then release and it lets the box go or yeah does it, I don't or does know it hover from a 100 feet and just drop the box <laughs>
1: <laughs> depending on what you order I guess if you ordered Legos they'd probably make it but if you ordered something breakable perhaps some uh, really nice electronics dropped from 100 feet that might not work
0: I think the, all these products should be uh, in a satellite. Much like Stark Industries, and then just they deploy a uh, like almost like a missile that just flies straight like to your house, idea. just like the I, way uh, Tony Stark used to get a, uh, an Iron Man suit delivered to wherever he was on, on Earth <laughs> by the Stark Industries uh, satellite.
1: I think Stark Industries actually came up with the drones that uh, Amazon will be using. Now there is a much lower tech delivery system that is uh, is not as effective. It's called slingshot delivery, and this was developed for those of you that love those great old uh, films of uh, the Middle Ages. That's how they used to wage war was with slingshots. <laughs> and that are... your your package will arrive damaged. Is that a
0: Oh, okay. This was. There is no sling. This is this is oh, the Jay Baker imagine, that I know and love. Being a smart aleck, Okay. Yeah.
1: If you're 150 <laughs> feet away, they've got a big rubber band. Yep. Now we don't know how your package will arrive,
0: but, but it, that's. Uh, but it will be there. Okay. That's that's awesome and interesting. <laughs> Uh, fantastic stuff from the mind of Jay Baker. Thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing your knowledge. And uh, we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us. And you can see and hear uh, past episodes on our website, AdamRitzShow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics audio out-of-home marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.